welcome to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines, changing the conversation around divorce. This show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room. Penguin in the Room is an award-winning arts, marketing and social media management company. If you want to jazz up your socials and have someone Instagram and tweet for you, then here's your answer. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com. As always, hit subscribe to make sure you're updated about new episodes. And we love to hear from you on social media at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. You can also email us all the infos on our website, thedivorcesocial.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. This episode, I spoke to Sarah Miller from Sarah Miller London, which is a lifestyle brand. Um, she designs incredible, beautiful images of like birds and plants and tropical scenes that are on bed linen and ceramics and available in big stores. I'm sure you will have seen them, but we talk about how her divorce encouraged her to start this business and it's now available internationally, globally. Um, we also talk about how going on a trip to India to find herself after her divorce inspired her designs for years to come and also remarrying and having a family. So enjoy this one. I am joined by Sarah Miller, award-winning designer and founder of Sarah Miller London. Hello. Welcome to The Divorce Social. Hi, Samantha. Lovely to be on the show. Thanks so much for coming on. So how does it feel <laughs> that you're on The Divorce Social? Yeah, it's funny. I don't think uh, until fairly recently I ever would have imagined coming on a podcast to talk about this. So um yeah, somewhat of a of a blurred um yeah, whirlwind I guess I've had since uh since my divorce actually went about and to where I am today. 
That's interesting. Why would you describe it as a blurred whirlwind just because you've been so busy? I don't know. I guess um, it's, you know, it's very difficult at the time going through um, a breakup. I was um, certainly, you know, devastated in at that time in my life. And then, um, but in fact, it's been a, my life has taken a totally different path um, since since I actually uh, went through with the divorce and all for the better. I'm now, um, um, yeah, met a wonderful man. We have two children together and I set up my business and have a, yeah, a world, you know, a brand that's distributed all around the world. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it has been a whirlwind. It's only been about um, six years since I set up the business and about 10 years since I got divorced. So, yeah, all of all a whirlwind indeed. So we're going to delve into all of this, obviously. But um, do you, because you obviously said you have like this new life now, like everything's changed and opened up and you've got a family. Do you still view yourself as a divorced person? Yeah. Yeah. Just in that um, I think I learned a lot from that experience. It's obviously very different um, if you don't have children. So I didn't have children with my ex-husband. Um, so we've been able to sort of part ways entirely and and my family unit now is um you know is you know just the four of us and that's so it's it's kind of you know there's no managing that other person in um in your lives with shared children and so on I guess it's an experience that just doesn't doesn't go away for me anyway it was um a life-changing experience and a whole journey that I went on emotionally and I think I learned a hell of a lot in that time I can relate. I don't have children either. So when I got divorced, it was like, well, it wasn't cut ties immediately, but slowly cut ties. And, you know, we've shared a few messages since of like, how are you? Little updates, but we don't talk really now. So let's let's delve right in. Take me back to 10 years ago when it happened. Where were you in the world and in your life? So we had been, I'd been with my ex-husband for 10 years. Um, We had met at university and we just, I think we just went on, ended up on different paths. Um, I describe it as when you walk down the aisle, you don't, you don't think it's going to end in divorce. Um, I, at that time, it felt like the shattering of all the dreams that I had wanted for my future. So um, as that was, yeah, and that, that was devastating, that realization. I was 29 years old. And I felt there was a very big social stigma around it. And I couldn't quite comprehend being, you know, I would be turning 30 and, you know, going through with a divorce. Um, it took a lot for me to sort of adjust my own mental space into to that reality. I then went to, I decided, yeah, we separated and I decided I wanted to go to India for sort of, that sounds a bit cliche, but that, that soul searching trip, um, it wasn't somewhere he'd ever wanted to go. Um, so off I went and, um, I joined a tour. So I was, um, with other people just from a safety point of view. Um, and off I went. It's interesting because, um, we had someone on the podcast, Carl Donnelly, and I think he went to India after his divorce as well. Oh, really? And it might be cliche, but I guess cliches start for a reason of yeah. like, maybe it works. But um, uh, I'm interested in this idea of, you know, you getting divorced at 29 or separating at 29, because I was in my very early 30s. And 
I found that a lot of people couldn't even believe I was married, let alone divorced and this stigma that you mentioned. So how did that manifest for you? Was it other people's reactions? I think it was just, as you say, it was like, it's you know, it's young to be going through that. I needed to come to terms with it myself before I really wanted to share too much with people. Um, so I think I went through a long period where I didn't really where the marriage was really crumbling, but I didn't really talk about it like openly. And that, that was, that was quite a long journey for me to really have the strength to then be able to say it openly and outwardly. And at the point that we then separated, I felt quite, I was terrified of that moment, but once I actually got to that moment, I was quite confident with my decision and my way forward and it, but people's reactions, you know, were interesting. People find it you know, it's not an easy topic, is it? People get very awkward around it. Um, maybe because they're not sure how you, how you're going to react, and they feel like they said the wrong thing. Or, but um, I think it was in the times in that that period of time before I really was saying anything publicly that I just feared being that person. And a lot of my friends were married, and you know, yeah. I was kind of like, I'm going to have to invent a whole new social life for myself. I can't be doing dinners on Saturday nights with like my couple friends. That's not going to, you know, reinvent the life that I need. I needed to, you know, make, you know, some other single friends and really put myself out there to sort of build a life that, again, that from scratch, really, because I've been with my ex for such a long time. So, um, yeah, it was all of that was very daunting. But once I actually got to it. Um, I embraced it fully and really did put myself out there and um, socialised and went on dates and, uh, you know, all, all sorts. And it was actually really liberating. What do you think was your biggest fear at that time then before you sort of went out publicly and said it out loud? It's terrifying. The whole, um, the courage needed, and you know, to, to break free from an, you know, an unhappy marriage relationship is, um, it's difficult. It, I mean, I, you know, not only I was devastated, you know, personally, um, but I guess you fear where your life, you know, I had this vision of wanting children and a family and, you know, growing grey and old with my my partner and that was all shattered, everything was shattered, you know. Um, so um, I guess that, that life that, you know, would, would I meet somebody else? Would I ever be happy again? Would I be able to, you know, trust in love again and that marriage is forever and all of that, you know, that you buy into very innocently when it's the, you know, when you're young and then that reality and shattering of dreams, as I call it, and, you know, would, but thankfully I'm on, I'm on the other side of that. And yeah, time is a healer. It's, it's um, another cliche, but it's very true. I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that, all of those worries. I know I was definitely like, I'm never going to find love again. Like I'm never going to, you know, be in a happy relationship again. And I think it, it's very interesting that we think that at the time. And then, you know, I started a podcast about divorce and you started a new business, which we're going to talk about. And actually we're worrying about the personal side of things, but divorce can give you a release in so many different areas of your life. Yeah. Well, I think also um, the positivity. So when I met my my husband Philip, like he was such a support for me in my in my world and what 
and made me believe also what I could achieve. And I think coming from a relationship that was quite draining, it's quite, it was interesting. I could really see the difference in myself just with a different person by my side, what I could also achieve. And I think that's huge, you know. Yeah, if you're not in a relationship that's making you happy and, you know, that you have the power, this is what I try to say to people if anyone, you know, ever asks me, is that, you know, you have the power to determine your own future and you need to believe in yourself and stay true to yourself to sort of dictate that future. It's not going to happen if you if you can't make those decisions. And I just think that's my kind of strongest message that I um, I take with. And let's talk about India then. So your um, cliched, as you call it, <laughs> trip to India um, you went with a tour group, you said, for safety. What happened? Was it, did it help? So I, yes, India um, had always been somewhere I'd wanted to go. It wasn't somewhere that my ex-husband was very interested in. Um, so straight up, it was Christmas of, um, what was it, 2012. And I, yeah, joined a tour group. Off I went, the backpack and traveled around. It was incredible. I'm a creative person, I'm a designer. As I like landed in the country, I was just bombarded with this visual uh, feast of everything, saris to palaces to the tuk-tuks and the local buses decorated with pom-poms. And um, it was just, you know, mesmerizing. And as a creative person, just like my favorite, my favorite place that sort of hit me like, you know, uh, very strongly. And I was so inspired creatively. But then I also watched um, the, you know, watched the people around me. And there was one moment in particular as we were, I was um, on a tuk-tuk weaving through the <laughs> the chaotic roads of Delhi. Um, and there was a whole family. I looked over to this this moped and there's a whole family all bundled on, you know, the young kids and all piled on, up high. And... And they all looked happy. And I just had this moment, this epiphany moment of, I don't need to be living a life that isn't happy. And it was like all in that moment, it changed. And I kind of knew what I needed to do. And I came back home and then went through with the divorce. So during that India trip, it was kind of, we were separated, not quite sure what was, which way we were going to go. And it was just about having some me time to, um, discover what was the best way forward and then in that moment I just yeah I knew I knew what I needed to do so then came back home and started to, yeah went through the divorce rebuilt my life around me socially and um it was a couple of years later a few years later I um I set up my business so how long were you in India for and was it your first holiday on your own Yes, um, it was. It was just like a 10-day holiday over in December because I was I was working and it was, you know, you kind of can't really take more than a couple of weeks off. Um, so it was short, but, you know, different different world entirely and gave me that space. Um, it was my first, first trip that I've ever done, yeah, on my own. Yeah, but it was, it's an amazing place. I highly recommend it. Have you been? No, I've never been. I want to go, although I have um, anxiety about health conditions. So I don't think I would eat. I don't eat plain rice um, for my anxiety's sake, but I definitely want to go and see all the sights. It sounds amazing. Um, I I actually went on my first holiday on my own after 
my separation as well. And I found it really liberating to be able to choose whatever I wanted to do. Um, there were slightly awkward moments like eating in the evenings. Was there anything you found? Because I know um, people have contacted me before and they can't e- imagine the idea of going on holiday on their own. So um, was there anything you found difficult or any advice you'd give if someone's considering it? I guess there's different types of holidays and because it's like, site, you know, sites and busy and up and out all day sightseeing. We had a tour guide and I was with this, you know, group of five people. The focus wasn't like when I go on a beach holiday and it's all about like having like getting dressed up for lovely, you know, dinners and cocktails. It wasn't that sort of trip, so um, which I think would be harder to do on my own. But um, it was full of, you know, um, activity and, and uh, visual stimulation. So, no, I don't really think so. I think I needed that, like also nobody to know anything about me and just to have that space and to sort of live and breathe myself to sort of work out what I needed. And did you end up telling the people you were on the trip with that you were separated and did they become like counsellors? You know that thing of you can tell strangers more sometimes than you can tell the people closest to you? It was a bit like that. I mean, there was an older man who was probably my dad's age who was just going through a divorce um, and had two children, I think it was, that were kind of my age. And I just... I sort of drew this parallel that like I was in there before and he had been on, you know, the after, but, and I guess, yeah, kind of grateful that I could be doing it whilst I was still young and able to sort of make a, all those decisions to have a new life whilst I'm still young. Also, I guess like sightseeing in India and um, talking about your divorce is like kind of the best atmosphere for counselling ever. <laughs> like, as you said, like bustling and all these visual strong images. Well, it's also, I mean, there's so much, you know, there's, there's um, you know, there's a lot of poverty in India. So, you, you know, I'm also looking at people just thinking I'm very fortunate, you know, with what I do have in my life and, yeah, it sort of gives you a different perspective. So it's interesting that you went for 10 days, you sort of took 10 days out of your own life to decide what was going on. And then you came back and you decided that divorce was the way forward. Do you remember when the divorce came through? Did you do anything to celebrate? Did you have a divorce party? I was in lockdown, so I got dressed up and did a photo shoot in my spare bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) Because I felt like I had to mark the occasion in some way. Yeah, no, I think I just at that that point, I felt more whole, if that can make sense, Um, if you know what I mean by that. And, you know, like, yeah, courageous and, you know, like my life was going to, I was going to, you know, I was going to have a good future and I would make sure of that and just, I felt confident. I think I, as I said before, it was the period in, someone said to me, it's far lonelier in an unhappy marriage than it is being single. Because when you're single, you create the life around you that you need, the support network. Um, When you're in an unhappy marriage, it's, yeah, it's hard to talk about and, you know, quite isolating. I don't know what you felt on your experiences, but. Yeah, I definitely remember, you know, that sort of thing where you're crying on the other side of the bed, trying not to wake the other person. <laughs> I don't know if you've experienced that. Um, 
and times when you're like, they must know I'm crying, but they're just ignoring me. You know, those horribly lonely moments where you feel like so alone, but also trapped at the same time. So I think singledom for me was like this incredible, I talk on the podcast a lot about my sexual explosion (laughs) because it was like, I'm free in every sense and I could do anything I want. And I think my age sort of played into that as well. And I don't know about you because we were fairly similar ages. Everyone was like, you're so young, you've got all this time. But I also felt like I'd lived this whole life already. Yeah. But it was like I'd got like a second chance for another life. Yes. Yeah. I mean, such a lot has happened for me since then. Yeah, I met. So in my in part, as part of rebuilding my life and socialising and so on, I went on um, various dating websites and then I met my, um, my husband, Phil, and we just hit it off straight away, met online. And it was like within a few weeks, we went on holiday together. It was all a, a, a crazy uh romantic whirlwind <laughs> uh very magnetic um between us and yeah yeah amazing amazing and then um and then we continued to sort of we traveled a lot together and um became quite involved really quite quickly um and then simultaneously i was looking i was well i'd worked as a greeting card designer for for 10 years so doing like birthday cards and so on yeah, and I was getting the itch to set up my own business, and it sort of went through this period as I was, so I was with Phil and getting to know Phil, and then thinking about what I could do to set up my own business, and then I left um, to set up uh, Sarah in London, and just yeah, launched in 2016. Um, I launched the brand um, with a range of greeting cards and gift bags, and it just it just flew, it just took off. So what happened to me was my trip to India with all the inspiration and the colour and everything was um, was absolutely like it made such a, um, an impression on me. And even though it was a few years later when I actually set up the business, um, it all like came back bubbling to the surface in terms of that inspiration. And it was very much my, my brand is, you know, colourful, uh, vibrant um, designs that are, you know, embellished every opportunity and all uplifting and that that injecting positivity into people's lives with you know products that make them feel good was absolutely key from my experience um before both you know emotionally um and also with inspiration in India it's interesting when you were talking about going to India and the and all this visual kind of scenery hitting you I was already in my mind drawing parallels between your design as well because it is very bright and vibrant and the pinks and the and the um, tropical animals as well and the tropical environments Um, and I guess people wouldn't necessarily think when they see your designs of a lady who lives in England. Um, So do you still get your inspiration from that trip or is it the traveling, like you said, you did with your new husband, Phil, that kind of continues to inspire all of that? Um, I absolutely love traveling. So travel is a, um, is, is definitely the, the starting point for all of our new design collections um, whether it's like orchard gardens and le- you know lemons from sort of you know Capri in Italy or um, 
or through to you know Tahiti islands and you know tropical palm trees and um, exotic animals. I love using different kind of cultures and countries as a starting place for inspiration for any collection, um, and I think it brings yeah more of an authentic exotic feel into the designs. So I do that with with everything. I mean, India is still, yeah, absolutely. I, we, I'm big, a big part of, a big source of inspiration. And I went back with actually um, a couple of the girls on my team in 2019, just before COVID. I was like, having started the business now, I have to go back um, with the business in mind. And um, it was amazing. We, you know, we saw so much um, reference that has, you know, continued to spur on new collections. It's just the you know, the the approach to decoration and embellishment in every sense of life. It's amazing. It's it's uh it's never ending. And did that feel like a full circle moment for you? You know, being in India originally when you were having this dilemma about your future life and then coming back being a successful business owner, having met your new husband. I don't know if you were married again by then. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, we had even had my my first child, my daughter then. Um yeah, absolutely. I mean, I went off on a when I went when I was separating. It was I remember real budget trip. It was like <laughs> like oh anyway, um, real budget trip, basic accommodation. You know, wearing flip flops in the shower because you know it was it was it was budget budget. Was it the whole toilet? I've been um, around Asia, and you know the toilets were just a hole in the floor. When you, that's when you know you're budgeting, yeah. And then you know, I went back with my team, and obviously, you've got to, you can't look quite like that. But we stayed in beautiful little hotels that were like palaces, and and it was just wonderful. So yeah, of course. I mean, what a way to reflect and just. I think it was seven years um, between the two trips, and yeah, amazing, amazing experience. And I'm, I'm desperate to go back again, actually. <laughs> well, expenses, business trip. <laughs> um, and that's what I'm always trying to do with like my books and stuff. I'm like, can I write something set in an exotic location? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Ding dong, it's the ad break. This podcast is sponsored by Penguin in the Room, an award-winning company that can manage your business's social media. They even manage our podcast, Instagram and Twitter. Just email info at penguinintheroom.com for a quote. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can by buying merchandise from our website, www.thedivorcesocial.com. Ding dong.
so I'm interested in in the divorce in relation to starting your new business. Would you would you credit getting divorced as kind of giving you the courage to do that? My divorce was basically the catalyst for what where my life is now. Um, in that I have you know this amazing brand that is distributed to sixty countries around the world, all about um, and our our ethos is to embellish every opportunity and bring an uplifting and playful approach into everyday life and bringing happiness through using our products you know so so to have that alongside my my husband and my two gorgeous children you know within a relatively short space of time I mean it's 10 it's 10 years since I went on that you know soul-searching trip but the divorce was the start really for me to then discover you know, who I was, what I was capable of and, and take those risks and those chances. And I think that being brave enough to do that is having the courage to do that is, is really challenging. I mean, it, you know, it took me a long time to gear up to, you know, m- mental space to have the courage to, to go through with the divorce. But then, you know, once I did, you know, everything has been, has been great. And I've sort of determined created the life I want as the as the phrases. So I think this will be so nice to hear for people who are in the middle or maybe even thinking about getting a divorce because you do worry about all those things. And it's always so nice to hear an example of, you know, someone who actually divorced was the beginning. Would you say you're thankful you got divorced? Um it's a really hard one because it was it was heartbreaking, but it's also shaped me to who I am and I just yeah it's been an important part of my life for sure so do in that period because I, I know you said about getting the courage to leave the marriage but then also getting the courage to start your own business so what was the process from the divorce to getting up the courage to start your own business and also recover kind of emotionally were there things you did like we talk a lot about therapy on the podcast or you know, obviously you went to India, but was there any sort of practical steps that you took? I just reached a point in my career where I um, felt like I had more to offer and I had a very good job and it was stable and it was hard to leave that to, to you know, when you don't quite know whether, you know, so many businesses start and don't succeed. Um, so that was a leap of faith. But you know, I had I didn't have many responsibilities at that point, and I was I had a I had saved some money to be able to support myself for a period of time, and and then it was just about you know doing a piece of work. I started off with bits of freelance work just to you know to have some money coming in. Um, I I work on a licensing business model, so I have um, other companies who um, invest in manufacturing a range. And then they distribute it um, to all the retailers, and then I get paid a royalty based on how the sales do. So it's um, it's quite an interesting business model. It wasn't I wasn't suddenly having to learn about like working with factories all over the world or so on. Um, I worked. I found good partners, and they have helped um, enormously. You know, get the brand out there very quickly. So it meant that from day one, launching. Like in the in 2015 was when I was designing the range, and then you know in January 2016 the products were hitting the shelves in John Lewis and other big retailers, which normally as a you know one man band starting up you you know that would 
be near impossible. So, um, so it all just, it just grew, you know, very quickly, partly because of the strength of the companies that I was working with. And then they had relationships with international distributors and so on. Um, and before we knew it, I've signed with about 15 different product categories and we've got a thousand products in our range and we're sold all over the world. So, Wow. And I mean, your designs are beautiful. So that's also why they're everywhere. Um, and so how have you developed the business over time? Because obviously you said you were dating your new husband when you were starting up the business. Now you have two children. How do you manage a successful business and a happy marriage and two children? It's very hard. It's really hard. Um, so I launched the business 2016. My daughter was born in 2018. So, you know, in that time frame, I worked like a dog. I mean, honestly, um, I put everything, I put everything into it. And even when my daughter was born, she was six days old and I had a team of, I, I quickly grew a team to work with me. And I had four of them, three or four of them come to my house when she was six days old, my first child with boards of work for me to review. I mean, uh, I, now I look back, I think that's absolutely bonkers. But, you know, that was my life then. And gradually, um, you know, I've built that team more and more and more senior management um, support. And then I went on to have my second child and that he was born in um, March 21. And I was actually able to have a, a kind of maternity leave with him as everyone looked after everything enough Um so that was a ma major progress from my first child to my second. Um, I think building the right team around you is absolutely key for any business. Um, you can't do it all on your own. And especially if you, you know, you're having a family or want to have a personal life as well. Um, but it's challenging. I mean, we are, there are a lot of mums within the team and, you know, there's always, there's always somebody's, yeah, got a sick child or up in the night, you know, it's just, it's just difficult. Um, but I have a lot of, I have a lot of support and sort of just make it work. With, you know, hours aren't necessarily straightforward or once the kids are in bed, checking in later in the evenings and so on. Um, it just, we just, it works. It works somehow, <laughs> but it is hard. Well, I'm glad it works. That's, that's the key. And what would you what would you say now you're you know on your second marriage happily married? What is the key to staying happily married? I think trust and communication, being open and honest is everything. Yeah, respect for each other, uh, you know, and giving each other time. And you know, um, I think what I learned before was that a relationship needs nurturing you can't just abandon the other person and expect it to survive um you do need to give give your partner time and ha create that time together yeah but um but fundamentally fund yeah absolutely like respect and honesty and making sure you know that yeah communication all of those things is really basic but i do think that yes essential communication is always key that's what I'm learning you see I'm in a new relationship um and my first like long-term one since my divorce and it, it's really funny because I thought you know when I first got divorced that coming to this point now and like being in love again would be like 
I've completed it. That's it. I've, I've, you know, come full circle. I've won at divorce. And actually I'm learning new things all the time. And there's like new thresholds in the relationship that I'm like, oh my God, it's the first time I've been on holiday with a partner since the divorce. And um, do you remember any memorable kind of in your marriage kind of threshold moments of that maybe brought you back to the past or made you think I'm going to do this differently? Any advice for me, basically? <laughs> um, I think respecting the other person or, you know, respecting that you're individuals and that you won't necessarily agree on everything and having your own space to be individuals is really, is really important. Having respect for each other and honest and communication. Yeah. And, and with your family was, you said it was something you'd always wanted. You know, had you imagined a family with your ex? Oh yeah, yeah. And how and how was that when you were pregnant with your first child? You know, did it make you think about the family in your imagination from before? Oh gosh, no, not at all. I I um, I think I've from the moment that we were separating, I was just so grateful that we I hadn't gone down that path with him. Yeah, because it just adds, you know, added layers of complication. And I felt like I had the fairy tale ending when I was pregnant with my with my first child. I was, um, that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, but it's but it's hard being pregnant. I was, you know, emotion. It's an emotional time. Physically, it's difficult, but it's also emotionally difficult time. And what about your business? Where do you see it going? What can we expect to see? We've we've got such a broad range now of, um, of homewares. We launched uh, wallpaper and fabric last year, which has been, I've done a big house refurb. So that's been really fun, putting my designs throughout the house. Um, and I look forward to that, sort of seeing how that can evolve into other spaces. Um, quite like to look at hospitality and how we could have a Sarah Miller, uh, you know, a hotel space or in some way or another. Um, and then, um, yeah, we launched scarves at the end of last year. So that's really exciting, branching potentially into other fashion accessories. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, just continuing to do what we do, which is put our designs onto, you know, all sorts of products that bring, that sort of uplifting element into into everyday life. And how do you pick new products? Do you just think, I would like a scarf with this pattern on, or is there, you know? It sounds, I have such a gut instinct with everything with the business. It's um, It's been like that from the beginning in terms of what I think we should do, how I think we should grow. Um, I'm actually, I was, took a bit of time out at the end of last year and, was really realizing yeah just how much of a um it's it's really a part of me and um that I've really you know steer that there's not we don't do like market research or anything we don't go to anybody else to be to be asking we're approached by lots of companies for different things but I guess as a mother as well like I launched a children's book with my sister last year we launched that in um in March which we had written over COVID so I think that as you evolve in your own personal life, you know, identifying products that would be nice to have becomes um, like nat- more natural. So yeah, it's kind of a gut instinct based on based on that. And you know, for years people have said, "Oh, your designs would be lovely on scarves." And it's like, well, let's let's look at this now. 
Um, it's not more complicated than that. There's no, there's no sort of uh, rocket science <laughs> with it. With my, you know, as I'm my daughter, I've done her bedroom in one of our designs, and I love that space. And I'm kind of that's, you know, triggering lots more ideas about um, not overtly children's products, but you know, sophisticated you know, feminine products that uh, could be more classic for girls, you know, in their younger years. Um, we're not princesses and fairies, we're not, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, so I think our own experiences as my, my experience as a consumer um, leads me very much in terms of the direction. When actually, as I had done, as I launched Sarah Miller, I had done the, the wedding list already with my ex and I, you know, as you do when you're trawling through, we had a big wedding and um, you're trawling through all the websites for homewares to put on a gift list. And it was all very, it was very beige. <laughs> and then when I came to designing, you know, homeware collections, it was like, I'm going to do the antidote to this. I'm going to do something very different. But I had that experience behind me. So I think, um, yeah, that's why I'm saying it's a gut reaction because it's, I think, feeds a lot of my, if my experience as a consumer. I love that, that you were going through doing your wedding list with your ex and everything was beige and now you've created this like bright homeware <laughs> that is going to be on other people's wedding lists. I know, I know. <laughs> and I think it's interesting that you said about, you know, positivity in the brand as well and the bright colours and bringing kind of joy to items around your house. And I think for me, that really resonates because my kind of aim, I guess, with most things is to try and help people. You know, this podcast, I started to try and help people and myself process divorce and my social media. I just try and do silly things that make people giggle and, and bring a bit of joy. And and I do think that going through difficult processes like my dad dying and like divorce has made me realize how important joy is. Yeah. Do you think there's an element of that? in your design because they're very sort of yeah joyful positive but there's a there's a compassion in your designs yeah so I remember um during COVID sort of asking some a question on social media about what sort of content people want to be seeing and 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 just the messages back about like please keep sharing your lovely designs your designs make me happy I'm using your mug for my morning coffee and it's bringing a little sprinkling of joy to my day um I've got my kitchen you know your tins out in my kitchen you know making me smile honestly all these messages and I mean that's just the most amazing amazing thing to have you know to be able to bring a positive emotive reaction you know people just from um from my designs and our collections are is lovely it's wonderful amazing well thank you so much i've loved chatting to you thank you samantha where can people find you on social media and get all your lovely designs so we're on social at sarah miller london um our website is sarahmiller.london and um, yeah, we otherwise we're on um, lots of big department stores and local garden centres, independent shops um, that you might see on your high street. But um, yeah, everything's on our own website as well. Um, SarahMiller.London. Thank you so much. Thank you, Samantha, for your time. Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines. Please leave us a review. 
please, please. Um, it would be super nice. They're lovely to read. They keep me cheery and happy and keep me going. Uh, but also it affects our listing in the podcast charts, uh, which are very important because that's how more people find the podcast. And I'd love to help more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times. And they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts. So if you'd like to leave a review, I'd love you forever. You can leave them on iTunes is the big one or most podcast platforms do them as well. I'll take all the reviews you've got to give. You can also uh, get in contact on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. We have a website, thedivorcesocial.com and we have a Patreon account, which means that you can support the podcast for as little as £2 a month and it helps me with all the admin costs. It also means you have access to our 90 style divorce and heartbreak chat room and there's lots of exclusives on there, little bits of audio that you don't get in the main podcast and some giveaways as well. So I'd love to see you over on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines and please leave a review. Did I say that already? Please leave a review. Love you forever.